They are Sean. And they are Maggie. And we're the Bob Snobs, finally back at you after a long break of working. That's what I like to do on my breaks. It's just work. Work and then sleep for a little bit and then get right back to work. Yep, that's been my life. (laughs) Mine too. Yep. Very fun. Very difficult to coordinate recording times. And it becomes even harder when you have two opposite work schedules. Yeah, we're basically the inverse of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're getting a little bit, um, a little bit nasty, a little bit dirty. Uh, these two episodes were about doing crimes. Did you just have a realization? Well, I was just trying to figure out, I wouldn't call crime nasty, dirty, but... Well, the way they do it, stealing a Yeah, the way they do it. How could they? Getting thrown... I mean, I would call getting thrown in a pit and then covered in whatever that stuff that was thrown on top of them. That was pretty nasty. That was nasty, dirty. I think that was soup or something. What soup do you eat? If you call that soup. I don't know. But they ate it. They did eat it. They did eat it. So we watched Life of Crime and... Inmates of Summer. Inmates of Summer, yep. And it really just goes into the um, the privatization of prisons, the... No, it doesn't. (laughs) It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So uh, <laughs> it just tells kids. Well, it's very like different messages. The first one tells kids, don't do a crime. Cause that's bad. Don't steal things. That's bad. The second one, the message is just a little bit more, well, a little bit less clear. I guess yeah, the message I would really be, didn't get a message out of that second one. I guess if I want to be generous, the message is... You can always make the best out of a bad situation. The message I got out of that one is, hey, if you're going someplace, do a head count so you don't forget somebody. That's also true. Because they might end up on a prison island yeah. and you have to go get them. What do you call a plot like that? Like an idiot plot where the all the problems would be solved if, they're, if they weren't idiots? Sure. That feels like most plots know. of SpongeBob that they wouldn't really have a problem as long as they weren't all idiots. I mean, that's the entire show. That is the entire show, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we'll start with Life of Crime. Um, we open with Mr. Krabs watching like a cops and robbers movie, right? Mm-hmm. And he exclaims, there's nothing worse than a thief. Which, if you're a fan of SpongeBob, you will recognize the irony in that right away. Mr. Krabs would steal candy from a baby without hesitation. Has stolen has candy stolen. from a baby. He has a history of stealing candy from babies. And he says... What does he say? Uh, they should be... Strung up from their gills. And forced to breathe air. And forced to breathe air. Yep. Which was sort of disturbing to hear. And... SpongeBob immediately calls him out and he's like, oh, yeah. but Mr. Krabs, you don't you steal stuff all the time. And he's like, no, I don't. Yeah. The very barrel he was sitting on was stolen. He's like, oh, I just borrow these things. Yeah. He says, as, as long, long as, as you have an intention of returning it, then it's OK. As long as you have an intention of returning it before it's missed, then it's fine. So, Mr. Krabs is tough on crime, yet he is a criminal. Which, can we talk about just a couple of the things that were stolen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He stole, what did he steal? Mrs. Puff's hair curlers? Those were a gift. But were they? Uh, after, um, I will get back to that one. But he also (laughs) steals Plankton's lawnmower. What are you going to do with that? It was comically small. I don't know. It was. It was cute. Which is why I want to know what he was going to do with it. Just mow his lawn. It'll take a little bit longer, but... 
<laughs> it's gonna take a lot longer. <laughs> still do it. And also, they're they're made of sand. You mean the ground is made of sand? The ground is made of sand. Well, they still have like sea life, plants. You know. I mean, I suppose. I don't know. You could technically mow a weed. They could do that. I, I suppose. I'll give you that one. Yeah. But getting back to Mrs. Puff's hair curlers. Yeah. He, like, grabs that back really quick, and he's like, oh, it's a gift. Which brings us back to Mr. Krabs and Mrs. Puff's torrid, not that's not a word. Um, torrid? Torrid relationship. Yeah. <laughs> They're... Um, which I think they still might have going Yeah, they on. never really say, oh, they broke up after they tried it. They just sort of leave it hanging. And I guess we're left to assume that they're still together. Because, like, Mr. Cobbs shows one of the first times I've seen him show affection for anybody other than Pearl. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, hugs. And he hugs Patrick and SpongeBob and sends them on their way. And then in the, like, after they've gone, he's just sort of... S- you know, looking out after them. And then he's like, "That's a clo- that was a close one. And he pulls the hair curlers out of his pocket. Which suggests an insidious purpose for the hair curlers. They don't want their relationship found out. Because we know Mr. Krabs doesn't have any hair. So what purpose would he have for the hair curlers? To curl his chest hair. You're so right. I'm sorry that I <laughs> overlooked that so <laughs> foolishly. <laughs> he does have chest hair, unfortunately. He's got a lot He's of chest hair. He's got a lot hair. of that, as we've seen multiple, multiple times. More times than I've wanted to ever see. Yeah, once is more times than I've ever wanted to see, but yeah. Yeah, and so after we go through <laughs> all of the things that Mr. Krabs has definitely stolen, even though he claims he borrowed them, he just gets SpongeBob and Patrick totally on board the borrowing train, and they're just so excited about borrowing stuff. And he sends them out into the world to go borrow. And they immediately go to the park, just trying to figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And they see a balloon, and they're excited because they want the balloon. And they say, well, I don't have any money. And then we do sort of do a funny thing where SpongeBob says, let's go to the magical bank of SpongeBob. What is, did he say that? He said something like that. There's always money in the national first bank of SpongeBob. Yeah. And then they just sort of. Mr. Krabs doesn't pay you anything. That's true. A rainbow materializes out of thin air and they slide down it into a pot of gold or just a pot and there's no gold an in it. An empty cauldron. An empty cauldron. Yeah. He just sort of flips it upside down like, oh, I'm broke. So was, that, was, that was fun. It was hashtag relatable SpongeBob content. Honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we can go ask Squidward. Yeah. Because Squidward's going to give them money for a balloon. Right. <laughs> Borrow the money from Squidward. And then Patrick suggests, instead of borrowing the money... Why don't we just borrow the balloon? <laughs> Genius. 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 Brilliant. And so, and so the first clue that you're doing something wrong is when you have to hide what you're doing. Yeah, sort of sneak up. Yeah, they sneak up on the balloon salesperson and snatch the balloon when they are not looking. So that it will not be missed. Yep. And as they're running away, the salesperson turns around and says, Hey, don't you want a free balloon on National Free Balloon Day? Just sort of setting up the the joke. The plot. Setting up the... Yeah. And so they run off, getting ready, like, just setting up their whole plans. They're listing all the fun things they're going to do with the balloon. Which I was more interested in what Patrick's idea for a fun day with this balloon was going to be. What was that? Taking the balloon behind a rock and in his backyard and on a plane and in an, in a, in a dump, behind a dumpster. In a dumpster behind a dumpster. Don't, in an alley. In a dumpster that's behind another dumpster? It was either in a dumpster or behind a dumpster. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. In an alley... Well, don't yuck his yum. 
<laughs> he just wants to I don't know. That's how he has fun. That's how he passes the time. Like Swinchel is doing a lot more traditional stuff and then Patrick's coming at the table with that that and it was like, oh That just sort okay. of reinforces my theory that Patrick is evil. He hangs out in dark alleys behind dumpsters doing evil deeds probably. Nothing good ever happens in a dark alley. I know I know for a fact you've talked about this theory before. Yeah. But I don't remember it because it's been so long since we've last recorded. <laughs> I I don't know. I think the last time I talked about it with you was when we watched I'm with Stupid, which we did not record an episode about because we watched it and realized it was wildly offensive. Oh, 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 yes. Yeah. So we're not going to uh, do a review on that episode, but we can talk briefly about how much we hate it. Yes. (laughs) It's just really ableist. Yeah, that would be, in a word, the plot of the episode is Spongebob and Patrick do some ableism. Some real bad ableism. Yeah, so... Patrick wants to impress his parents, so by his way of doing this is to make Spongebob look dumb by comparison. So Spongebob just puts on his best impression of, like, an autistic person. And, yeah. Which is just, you know, super, super awesome. Super cool. Yup. Super great. Super great. Um, but yeah, Patrick was just evil in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they were both evil. None of them are excused. You were all guilty. Yeah, nobody's coming out clean in that nope, episode. Nope, but, like, nope, nope. I was barely, like, we couldn't get through, like, even the whole episode before I was just like, I. Time to quit. Hate this. Time to die. <laughs> uh, but he's even Time evil in die. this episode. So let's go back to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So after they get really ramped up and excited about uh, all the fun they're going to have with this balloon, it just pops like randomly, Mm -hmm. like no apparent cause. It just pops. It was scared of Patrick's plans. That's fair. You know, I would be scared of Patrick's plans, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. (laughs) And so... um, they just sort of frantically try to save the balloon and SpongeBob is like, I've got the pieces and Patrick's like, I've got the air. I've got the air. That was that's that was the top notch. That line. was very good. It was good. And so Patrick is holding the air while SpongeBob tries to put the pieces of broken plastic back in and they've back got, together. They form like sort of a balloon shape. Yeah. Although there's like a good like probably half inch between all the pieces. And it holds there for yeah maybe two seconds. Yeah, but and then, then physics just... is like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just like, what are we going to do? They're like, we got to run. We stole a balloon. It's, we didn't borrow it. We stole it now. So they're like, they're going to lock us up forever. So we've got to run. <laughs> we go on the road. So they run away. And Spongebob instructs Patrick to cover their tracks. And so he, like, gets a big paintbrush and covers their tracks in a line of red paint. Which, when I was, like, a baby, when I was, like, a 10-year-old kid, I was like, oh, that shit's hilarious. (laughs) He covered their tracks by having a line leading directly to where they're going. Perfect. Perfect. I ate that shit up, man. I still eat that shit up. I love it. Can you hear my cat? No. Oh, yes, I can. She stopped. Okay. (laughs) I briefly heard her meow. Yeah, she brought me a toy and she wanted me to know about it. Thank you, Minnie. I appreciate it. And so they're kind of getting depressed that they're on the run. Um, They've lit themselves a fire. But then Patrick is like, if we're underground, how can we have a fire? And then physics. we're underwater. Then physics is like, oh, you right, and it it puts the fire <laughs> out, <laughs> which is right, like we can't have this. One of the only times that's ever been acknowledged. Usually, they just like in the campfire episode, they they just 
they have, have a big a roaring fire yeah yeah usually they just don't care but this time they can't even have this much man no no nope. they can't have anything no comforts absolutely not which they start listing off the comforts that they can't have yeah and some of them i just like i don't know uh one of them was like no more mail and i'm just like <laughs> is that a loss yes it's a loss I need my coupons. Cause all I ever get is the spam from where they've hunted me down. The restaurant I work at sends coupons in the mail. And I see a lot of them. So I guess people do open their mail. <laughs> Every time I see a coupon for the restaurant I work at, I just want to cry. Dude, me too. We have to do all that shit by, my, by hand. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we gotta get a manager every time. So if the manager is busy, it's you're in a nightmare. Oh no, we can do. We have a button that we can just add it in. But like, you have to do the math by hand because you cannot have your phone out in front of the customer. Oh my god! So like, use your calculator. You can't even like go in the back and do the math real quick. Absolutely not. Oh my god! Because you have to have them through the line in two minutes and thirty seconds. I would die. I can't do math, dude. (laughs) I have to do my calculator for everything. (laughs) I've gotten really good at doing quick math. I can't tell you how many times I've I've like clicked the wrong button. So I have to give the person the right change, even though the screen has is telling me the wrong number. Absolutely not. I would die. I would perish immediately. Oh, I did for the first couple times, but now you either do or die. I would die. <laughs> if it's a big enough difference, like a couple times I've hit $100. Oh, boy. When they gave me like a $5. Same thing. I'm just like, well, bringing this out again because I can't fucking do that, man. Hmm. But usually it'll be just like, nah, nah. Nah, dog. I can figure this out. Give me 10 seconds. But Spongebob is the type of person to go through his mail and clip all the coupons. Get the coupons. Get the coupons. I mean, he'd have to. He gets exactly $30 to last him the month. This is true. This is his allotment from Mr. Krabs for making the burgers. Yep. And so they get kind of depressed thinking about all the things they don't have. And then Spongebob is like always a cheerful one, trying to look on the bright side of things. He's like, well... At least uh, all of that running will have us into shape. Uh, good for our buns and thighs. Good for our buns and thighs. And then they cut to a, f- like, a human man who is posing with all of his glutes out. And he says, for whatever reason, in a German accent, Ja, buns and thighs. Like that. Yeah, because he got it. Then Patrick takes it too far. So it's like, yeah, and we can fly. And Spongebob jubilantly agrees and jumps off a cliff. And he's like, okay, we still can't do that. Before long, Patrick complains that he's getting hungry. So Spongebob's like, well, look what I've got. Yeah, he procures two candy bars and says, now all we have to do is make them re- last the rest of the- our lives. <laughs> Which is funny to me, just because, like, you can't sneak into, like, some neighboring town. Nope. They're on the for, run. Like, 10 seconds. Like, you've stolen a balloon. They stole a balloon, Sean. That's not, serious. Can you not steal, like, a loaf of bread or some egos? And lengthen their sentence? I don't think so. I mean, they're not planning on ever getting caught. Why would he make it worse? They know stealing is bad. (laughs) Gotta eat. Spongebob is too nice. Spongebob is the type of person who would rather starve to death than steal something. Remember when he went to Sandy's tree dome and he almost died because he was too polite to ask for water? He would not steal a loaf of bread. Are you kidding me? (laughs) true that's true (laughs) that's very true yeah and so of course almost immediately patrick just like 
shoves the whole candy bar down his throat, wrapper and all. And then bites his hand. Yeah. He's like... Or no. He goes, I think I'll eat it now. And he swallows it whole. And he just sort of sits there satisfied for Breaks a second. His bones. Yeah. Then he goes again, I think I'll eat it now. As if he forgot that he'd already eaten it. Yeah, he doesn't have great object permanence. So I'm going to say, I'm going to opt. I'm going to suggest that Patrick knows this and he's just evil. Argue your case. My case? Patrick is evil? You, He knows. He knows that he ate the candy bar. I mean, I, I know he's supposed to be stupid, but that was like... Beyond the reasonable amount of stupid. You cannot reasonably expect me to believe that he really thought. Like, if you were like, okay, let's say that you and another kid are on the playground and you agree to split two candy bars. Let's say the kid that you're hanging out with eats the candy bar and you know this. And of course they know this, but then they feign ignorance and say, you stole my candy bar. You're, give it to me. You would just assume that that kid is greedy and evil. You wouldn't be like, oh, he must have forgotten that he ate it already. No. I mean, fair, but I also know my level of memory and how I can forget. There was a two second gap. There was a two second gap between him eating the candy bar and then believing that his candy bar had been stolen. Your memory cannot be that bad. No, I need about five seconds to forget something. <laughs> five seconds and at least one event. Mm-hmm. And SpongeBob tries to convince Patrick, well, you just ate your candy bar. This is my candy bar. And he's like, well, now I'm going to starve. And they just sort of pan down to like, I don't know, for some reason, his gut looks veiny, which was very disturbing to me veiny and very large it was like i wasn't it was sure the lumps. how i was supposed to feel about that yeah it was like i mean fat phobic obviously but like it was so detailed it was really detailed i didn't like looking at it i didn't like it no not a fan of that part try again spongebob squarepants the show <laughs> It sort of suggests that if you're fat, you can't be hungry, which is like, no. I can tell you that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So Patrick tries and fails to convince SpongeBob to give him his candy bar also. And SpongeBob, instead of doing this, just goes into a sort of ASMR candy eating sequence. Is that what you would call that's that? That's exactly what I would call that. Tell me I'm wrong right now. I don't know what I would call that other than, like, hell. That was was hell on all my senses. That was an ASMR before ASMR. SpongeBob pioneered ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) That was 15 seconds of very bad video and audio. He slowly removes the wrapper. He slowly grinds his teeth along the chocolate. He <laughs> inserts the candy bar. He deep throats the chocolate. He deep throats the chocolate very sensually. Very He slowly. shoves it in between his ears. Yep. He like licks it thoroughly with very like pronounced. With a tongue longer than anything should oh, be. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can, like, hear him sort of salivating, like, panting and salivating. The whole time, S- Patrick is screaming like he's being murdered. Yeah. One time he, like, bites before he, like, runs his teeth along it and, like, takes out two little, like, shred marks. Mm-hmm. Is that the word for it? Sure two divots in the chocolate yeah he carves two lines into the chocolate with his teeth with his buck teeth (laughs) before he finally eventually just like deep throat eats it in one bite yeah yeah 
He just sort of inserts it into his mouth like you would insert insert a coin into a machine. Mm-hmm. And so Patrick is just like done. And he's just like very gravely, I'm telling on you. <laughs> Which also like evil. They had a pact, man. You don't just tell on him. I must admit that was evil. That was evil. And also stupid, because if you tell on SpongeBob, you're also like telling on yourself because you committed yeah, the crime. Incriminating. You committed the crime together. If you tell on SpongeBob, it's like he's gonna tell on you back. Oh my god. I will admit that he is evil. But you also have to say you also have to admit he's mildly stupid. Yeah, I mean you can be two things at once. Like this reminds me. I was walking my sister home from school when she was still in elementary school. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I think I said something that upset her. And she was like, I'm going to tell mom and dad that you use curse words. And I'm like, well, you use curse words, too. So I'll just tell on you back. And she's like, oh, shit. (laughs) I didn't didn't consider that. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) so that's basically what happened um so they're basically racing to the police station to be able to tell on the other one first because apparently this will make a difference they finally get there and they're just sort of blubbering to the cops not really able to form a sentence until they both just start crying scream we stole a balloon Yeah, tears in their eyes just finally admitting the crushing crushing weight that they stole the balloon and what i wish another cop shows up and is like well what's going on here it appears these boys stole a balloon (laughs) (laughs) so they lead him to a cell they say if you can't do the time don't do the crime Okay, time's up. They keep them in there for like 10 seconds. No, like half a second. To the count man. of 10. It's like 0. 0.5 like seconds. Like to the count of 10. No way. No way. It was like a second or less. Don't question me. My perception me. of time is very, very bad. I'm aware. And so they're just confused. Like, but we stole a balloon. And if you remember, if you have a good memory... You will recall back to the beginning of the episode, the balloon salesperson saying, Don't you want a balloon on National Free Balloon Day? That was my flashback voice. It's very good. Thank you. Um, and so they all have Which, a chuckle. This stuck out to me because how do they know? How do they know that they stole the balloon today on National Free Balloon Day? How do they know it? they didn't steal it yesterday when the balloons were $5? I mean, to be fair, if you're a cop and you're, like, working at a police station and a child comes in and says, I stole a balloon, are you going to arrest that child? I mean, no. But why would I ever be a cop? That's true. I'm sorry to I I'm sorry I insinuated that you might have ever be a, been a cop in any scenario. <laughs> no, probably not. But these are also grown adults. That's true. They are grown adults with jobs and stuff. Well, one of them has a job. <laughs> one of them's a star on a rock. Yeah. But even so, you don't arrest an adult for stealing a balloon. I mean, you might get mad at them and ban them from the park. You don't ever think it. It's National Free Balloon Day, baby. All crimes Shut are up. forgiven. <laughs> I wish Shut we up. had National Free Balloon Day. I would be, I would take full advantage of that. I would be going to every store and be like, I'll have my free balloon, please. I want the one that's shaped like a dog. I want that minion balloon. (laughs) You. (laughs) How dare you 
bring that cursed name onto <laughs> our podcast. Don't act like you wouldn't get one if it was free. I wouldn't because I detest those things. But it's free, Sean. It's zero dollars zero cents. It could be negative three dollars. I still wouldn't get one. Now you're just being silly. <laughs> if they paid me three dollars to take one of those things, then maybe I would get one. Thank you. That so is you love the, the minions. only circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> you love the minion so balloons. much. This is about to be the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> I hate you so much. It's fair. <laughs> I hate the minions. I think they're creepy. I mean, they are. They're evil by definition. And I've detested them for a very long time. <laughs> you liked them at first. Come on. No, I didn't. I've never liked them. In the original Despicable Me movie. I've never seen the Despicable Me movies. Then your opinion is not valid in this house. <laughs> Go watch the movies and then come back to me. I'm not going to do that. I know you're not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Even with media I like, I usually have to be forced to sit down and watch it. I know. You're so bad with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just watch a movie. Just sit down and enjoy a movie. You, My attention span is so fucking I short. I know. <sighs> the ADHD burns like a wildfire. Yeah. God. <sighs> it's a wonder you can get through these Spongebob episodes. <laughs> Oh, that is why I'm constantly playing on my phone. Good. And I can't take notes. Good to know. All right. So SpongeBob and Patrick are escorted out of the police station and they are given lollipops for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> and they all have a good chuckle about their situation. And then we cut to Patrick who has bits of lollipop on his face and he goes, all right. Which one of you flatfoot stole my lollipop? And then they all laugh. And then there's a beat. And Patrick says, I mean it. Which, how can you eat through a lollipop that fast? Crunch. You crunch it. I thought I was waiting for you to say the second crunch. No, there's only one crunch in this scenario. I know, but like it coats into your molars and then you can't chew anything. You swallow and it I whole. He still had the stick. And also it was like one of those like Wizard of Oz joke lollipops. What? You mean a swirly lollipop? Yes. That's just a regular lollipop, man. I've always used lollipop and sucker interchangeably. Oh, no. They're completely different animals, man. <laughs> I've never had a lollipop. I've always stuck to suckers. I mean, same, but who buys a lollipop? They're so huge and inconvenient. If I can't stick it in my mouth, I don't want it. Got a lick. What about ice cream, huh? You stick the whole ice cream in your mouth, huh? You lick it. Do you really know anything about my ice cream eating habits? I've never seen you stick an entire ice cream cone into your face hole. <laughs> you don't see me eating very many ice cream cones, now do you? If you do that, we have to stop being friends. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live with a monster. <laughs> this is why I always get ice cream in a cup. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> No. <laughs> You're an animal. <laughs> I mean, you already... I've already got strikes against me, and I know that. <laughs> How do you savor it? You would have to chew it. I'm living my best life. Okay. All right. 
Okay. I don't actually do that. Good. Okay. But you could just be saying that because you know I'm judging you. I got over you judging me. <laughs> after we were... After the oatmeal and the orange juice okay. cereal. We're not going to go into the oatmeal incident. <laughs> um, so what would you rate this episode? Like five out of ten borrowed balloons. Yeah. I felt like it's a very middle of the line episode. Yeah, I mean, I it wasn't really bad, but it wasn't really good. Yeah, well, I appreciated some of the humor. I really liked the innocence of, like, they're so aghast that they stole a balloon. So I'll give it a seven stolen balloons out of ten. I just like it when there's a nice message. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us to the next episode with a less clear message, Inmates of Summer. This one was kind of wild. This was kind was of a trip. A, was just a wild ride mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Yeah, SpongeBob is on the dock. Yeah, and a mile of stuff. Yeah. He's wearing a Boy Scout uniform, which I gotta say, cute. Adorable. And he's about to board this boat with a bunch of other Boy Scouts when Patrick appears. And he's like, you weren't gonna say goodbye to me? And then Spongebob gives Patrick a tearful goodbye. And we don't really know why he forgot to say goodbye, except that... I think that it was like uh, it was easier to not say goodbye and just leave than it was to just say goodbye. So he wasn't going to say goodbye. That's weirdly romantic. Okay. Yeah. So as they're giving their tearful goodbyes, the boat to Sun Fun Island takes off without him. And then a prison boat to Inferno Island pulls up in its place. Which, may I say, mm-hmm. hey, good job. You can see, if you were looking at the dock at all, you can see all this stuff on the deck. You can see a person still in the same uniform as the people that boarded the boat, like, on the deck, and you you still leave. You know, some people are just bad at their jobs, and there's just nothing you can do about it. It just made me angry as somebody who, when dealing with their family, has to keep track of a large group of people. Mm -hmm. Well, not everyone can be as responsible as you, Sean. It's a basic thing to do a head count. It's so simple to do a roll call. I'm sorry. They didn't meet your standards. And so... SpongeBob convinces Patrick to join him on the trip, which, like, I don't know why this wasn't the original plan, but whatever. Uh, so- also, how you could make that change, like, the moment of. Yeah, well, they don't really have to deal with that because they don't ask for permission and they don't actually go on the trip at all. <laughs> <laughs> so Because they get on this prison boat to Inferno Island. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> And so they get there, and the warden is, like, giving them a speech. And they're lined up with all the other prisoners. And he's, like, telling them about how their stay is going to be. How it's going to be tough and difficult and bad. And how he's dealing with the trash that society threw away. It's very demeaning. Yeah, it's like, hmm think prisons are meant to reform people. Yeah. And make them be I able mean, to come back into society. That's never been the goal of prisons, Sean. Not in America, anyway. In an ideal world. Yeah, in an ideal world. But this seems to be the American capitalist hell world where they just use prisoners as free labor. Mm. So, Yeah. Of course. Of course. I forgot. Yep. Uh, and so this is an American show. This is an American show. You can tell because of the capitalism. 
<laughs> Mr. Krabs is just a, the American dream, man. You had this facial expression right then that just it made that. Thank you. I don't know what that was, but was it, it contempt? made it. Yes. Because that's what I'm feeling. Okay. I guess SpongeBob and Patrick ask when they get to eat, and the warden gives them, like, car tires. He says, that's your no. meal. Um, Is that not what, how it goes? It's like, oh, we have a couple of rabble rousers. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, it's a good thing I've already had breakfast. Because it's too early for me to have uh, be biting somebody's head off. And Patrick's like, well, I am a little bit hungry. Hmm. And he's like, oh, we'll go fetch these boys a snack. And then, like two eldritch whores, they eat the car tires. Yep. He tosses two car tires their way. And they're like, oh boy, lunch. Just fucking demolish them, man. In seconds. In seconds. After that, everybody's just like, oh, cool. So these are the tough guys of the prison, mm-hmm. and we're not going to mess with them. Yeah. And so the warden decides we need to shake these guys up a bit. So he puts them in the hole. The hole is literally Which just, is just like it's a 15-foot pit. It's obviously supposed to represent solitary confinement. But, like, they're both in it together, so that sort of defeats the purpose. But they're, mm-hmm. like, in a dark hole. and for some It's like a 15-foot deep by 4-foot wide pit. Yeah, and they've got, like, a grate over it, so, like, light comes in, but it's like a storm drain, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of and a weird system. And they pour this sludge. Like, what is that? Like, pink sludge. With, like, a variety of stuff still in it. Like, is that part of the like punishment? like a bone and some or eyes. Did they just happen I think to... it was so that they had stuff to eat oh. while they were down in the confinement. Okay. So I couldn't figure out what that was meant to represent. It was supposed to be food? Uh, it was food. Okay. It was food. Food and water. Yeah, so I guess, I don't know how much later it is, but they act like it's at least a few days, right? It was a few days. Yeah, they open the grate up and they find them like... Which only makes me more angry with this camp counselor. Yeah. I mean... I was like, it has to be a solid week before he recognizes that Spongebob's gone. So how long does it take him to do a roll call? Maybe he's just really bad at his job. (laughs) How bad do you have to be at your job before you don't have a job? You are in charge of people. I mean, maybe if he never saw him, like, at the pickup point, he would assume that, oh, I guess Spongebob didn't want to come on this journey, on this camp trip. Fair. But what made him realize and come to the camp? That's true. Since he came to rescue him, he must have known. So there's no excuse. He just sucks. I get really angry about this sort of thing. I know. It's okay. And so they open up the hole and they're just like sitting in it like it's a hot tub, which is kind of disturbing since it's... That they've absorbed. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be their food. But did they eat any of it? They did, because when they came out, they were both, like, gigantic. Oh. Because they... And Spongebob said it was an enjoyable soak until that one decided to drink the bath water. That's kind of gross. Drinking Spongebob's bath water. You would think since Spongebob is a sponge, he would absorb it all. I don't know how that works. I don't know. The physics... It's just too much, man. The science. I'm not a Scientologist, so I don't really understand how it works. Scientology is a religion. (laughs) Yeah. And I guarantee you are definitely not a Scientologist. (laughs) And so SpongeBob 
submits a play as a fun activity to the warden. Um, because none of the prisoners are having as much yeah, fun as they Spongebob are. and Patrick yeah. having a goddamn blast on this prison With island. Rock pillows and... Yeah, so they think they would have more fun if they did a play. And the warden sort of facetiously plays along with this, thinking that he can use it to, like... As punishment. As punishment for the other prisoners. Um, But the play that SpongeBob and Patrick wrote calls for a boat, for whatever reason. The play doesn't really seem to have much of a plot. Yeah, they just sing together a lot. Yeah, there's just a lot of singing. Which, what else do you need, really? Is it not enough to hear actors sing in harmony? An actual song would have been good. Yeah, that's true. They just say together. They do. And so the prisoners are like, not really into it. But then they're like, oh, there's a boat. We could use this as an escape opportunity. So they put it all together. And I guess they, I mean, you could say what you will about the play, but they seem to execute the vision. Yeah, because the warden is just brought to tears. Oh, yeah. And is demanding an encore and just in love. Yeah. But when they reopen the curtains, they see the boat sailing away. But it was just a set boat, so it sinks. Mm. So it's pretty sad. And the warden is ready to pretty much just murder these people. Yeah, he says, every one of you will be sentenced to... And you assume he's going to say death because you don't sentence people to many other things that aren't death. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say, I sentence you to five extra years in prison, but that doesn't have as much weight. So that's probably not what he was going to say. No, I doubt it. Yeah. But before you can finish this sentence, the camp counselor appears. Riding in what looks like a life buoy. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it took him that long to get to the island because his boat was so shitty. Maybe. If so, I'll give him a few extra points. And so, the warden sees the camp counselor. He's like, ah, this guy. What is that? This guy knows torture. (laughs) So, as punishment for the prisoners, he sends them to camp. At first, everybody was like, oh yes, I I want off this island. And then they're having to do macaroni art and yeah. And then SpongeBob and Patrick are also seen doing macaroni art. And then the stinger is they look at each other and they're like, we like the other camp better or whatever. And they want to go back to the island, the prison, the prison island, because they thought it was more fun. Mm-hmm. Just like, sure. All right. <laughs> sure. If you like doing a lot of manual labor. And sitting in dark holes for days on end. Yeah, all right. I. Yeah, more power to you. So, Maggie. Hmm. How would you rate this episode? You know, it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed elements of it. I'm gonna give it a five. It's right in the middle for me. Mm-hmm. Another five. I was going to give it a six. Six out of ten. Six out of ten Boy Scout uniforms. Six out of ten Boy Scout uniforms. Yep. Six out of ten camps. Sure. If you want to be boring. We'll call it Boy Scout uniforms then. Okay. <laughs> it loses. Right. I'm really just angry about that camp counselor because. I know. You can't let that go. I won't let that go because. All right. Where are the other counselors? Did like, did they leave the council? Like, did they leave the camp to go rescue SpongeBob? Did like they leave those kids? It was just the one guy. He had a lot on his plate. Well, like then, did those kids spend five days by themselves? This, yes, there was a lot. There's a lot, and I, it upset me. I'm sorry. It just it just didn't have a good moral to me. I mean, the moral was like, if you have, if you go to prison, it could be fun. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
there was nothing it didn't have a lot going for it there wasn't really a through line that i could latch on to it was just spongebob and patrick and their shenanigans and they make a prison warden angry and that's the thing that's it yeah pretty much which is like if you can boil down an episode to spongebob and patrick make someone angry then it's like Okay, I don't care. <laughs> they do that all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's just... That's a basic plot line. Mm-hmm. But it's really not anything. You have to add in more details, or it's just every basic Spongebob plot. Oh, well. I can't all be winners. No, not at all. Well, thank you so much for listening thank to you. us ramble about these prisoner boys. Um... <laughs> The next time you hear us, we're going to be in different states for the first time in a while. Or first time ever. Like ever. Ever since we've known each other. Show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Basically, I'm going to be living out of Missouri like long term for the first time. So that's fun. Um, yeah. So join us. Uh, hopefully two weeks from now, we're probably... It might take us a while to get our schedules on track to where we can record semi-regularly. Um, but we're going to try to get that uh, on track for you. Um, in the meantime, you can check us out at Bob Snobs Pod on Twitter. Tweet at us there. Check, Follow us for updates. Um, and we'll try to give like, you... Like, subscribe us. We'll try to give you a... Heads up on when episodes are coming out or if episodes yeah. are going to be late again. Cause yeah, we're going to try to be better about that. <laughs> especially with Maggie just moving so far, it's going to be a little rocky for a little bit. Yeah, on the bright side, I will finally have my weekends off. So that's going to be freed up for us. And I have weekends off too up until... I'm also going to be moving across the country. Beautiful. Wonderful. Love it. Um, but until then, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. And catch you next time. And as always, fuck, fuck Mr. Mr. Krabs. Krabs. Ooh, you did it in unison that time. Ooh.